0: This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Time does not pay.
1: Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, darling, how can you even think a thing like that, much less say it out loud?
2: Because it happens to be true. You heard them tonight. But they weren't talking about you. Huh. Now you're trying to protect them. You're my girl, aren't you? Where are you?
1: Sometimes I just don't recognize you at
3: all.
2: Well, then take a good look, Diane, because I'm the guy who never got overseas during the war, and everybody's been laughing at me ever since.
0: In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment you will hear For He's a Jolly Bit Fellow starring John Beale. Crime Does Not Pay, starring John Beale as Jimmy Lodge in For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. What makes someone murder? There aren't many motives, and this crime is committed much more often by amateurs than by professionals. Perhaps that's because there is so little profit in murder man or woman raises his hand against his fellow over love, greed, revenge. In the case of Jimmy Lodge, it was revenge. Revenge for a fancied injury. Actually, Jimmy had the kind of life everyone envies. Plenty of money, good looks, education, and a lovely girl to whom he was to be married. Typical of Jimmy's life was one evening at the country club. It was spring. No one had a care in the world.
3: I couldn't say it. Same thing anyway. Jimmy,
1: Jimmy, I think this is the best Saturday night ever.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm glad, darling.
1: Diane, dear, have you and Jimmy set the date yet? Well, not yet, but soon, Anne. Very soon. <laughs>
2: yeah. As a matter of fact, we're um, we're keeping it a secret. But very soon. Uh, you think I want to wind up a bachelor president of this club like Martin here?
4: <laughs> hey, young fella, what's wrong with that? Oh,
2: nothing, I guess. Only. Diane will be a lot prettier to have around than that solemn-faced <laughs> housekeeper of yours, <and> Mrs. Cracker.
3: <laughs>
4: He's got you there, old man. <laughs> hey,
2: that's my favorite. Our favorite, Di.
1: Are we dancing, darling? Oh
2: no, I feel too good to dance. I'm going to sing. Hello, boy, Jeremy. Give out for us, will you? Sure thing. I'll be back in a couple of minutes, Di.
1: Enjoy yourself,
3: darling. Hey, guys,
2: mind if I take a chorus? I, am on my hands, you in my arms, nothing but love in view, then if you fall, once and for all, I'll see my dreams come true, moments to speak. Someone you care for, one love a for two. With time on my hands, and you in my
3: arms, and love in my heart all for you.
2: Thank you, thank you, one and all.
4: Now, if you'll excuse me. Take it, Gus. And I don't know, Martin. Exhibitionism has a variety of motives. Well,
1: personally, I never could stand a show-off.
4: A show-off is a show-off, that's all. Well, you know it is. Some people just never grow up.
1: Darling, you were wonderful.
4: Simply terrific. uh, Not bad. Not bad at all. You'll do, son. You'll do.
2: Oh, will I? Even if I am an exhibitionist and a show-off?
1: Why, Jimmy. You a show off? Of course not, Jimmy. Well,
2: now, now look, Jim. I I don't know how you whatever made you say that, Jim. You know. As well as I do. Come on, Di. The party's over.
3: Jimmy, please.
2: Well, it's over for me. It isn't much fun when you hear something you're not supposed to hear. And this isn't the first time either. Well, are you coming? Or do I go alone?
1: idea. I'd like to know.
2: Oh, he's a jolly good fellow, which nobody can deny. Except everybody does, behind my back. Jimmy.
1: Oh, Jimmy, darling, how can you even think a thing like that, much less say it? Because it
2: happens to be true. You heard them tonight.
1: They weren't talking about you. Oh,
2: now you're trying to protect them. You're my girl, aren't you? Or are you?
1: Jimmy, sometimes, sometimes I just don't recognize you all.
2: Well, then take a good look, Diane. Because I'm the guy who never got overseas during the war. Never been laughing ever since. So that's
1: all the ridiculous ideas.
2: Ridiculous. Just wait. You'll see how ridiculous it is. When I get even. Laugh at me behind my back, Lily. Really. And they'll laugh on the other side of their faces after I get even. If they can laugh, then Uh, I'm next, I guess. Yes, sir. Do you, uh, you have a box available? Here's your application now. Fill it out, pay the fee, and I'll give you your key. Thank you. Pen and ink at the desk, sir. Huh. Post office pens. Well, here goes nothing. Name. Jack Lyons. 33, 43,
4: what's
2: 30. State. Fee paid. Purpose. Purpose. (laughs) Would they be surprised if I wrote down
4: purpose murder? don't get it, Martin. I, I just don't get it. It's, it's not if you have discharged a servant or anything. No, All
1: our help have been with us for years.
4: Well, I'm sure my Mrs. Krakauer isn't writing anything like that to me. <laughs> oh, it's some crank or other. Let's forget it and have sure. fun. Well,
1: I, I think you'd be scared. Oh, now, don't you worry, too, Diane. Yeah. Martin's right. It, it's some crank who was kept out of the club or something. Of hello,
4: everybody. Oh, hello, Jimmy. Hi, Jim. Hello, Jimmy. Did I... Well, kiss him. Go ahead. We don't mind.
1: David, stop it. You're embarrassing them. (laughs)
2: Embarrassing me? The jolly good fella? (laughs) Not a chance. Die, darling. Your lips, please. Well. Thank you, darling. Nothing like
4: young love, I always say. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: Why don't you ask Jimmy? Maybe he'll have an idea.
4: What, Ann? Ask Jimmy? Yeah. Oh. Oh, (laughs) about the letters. Uh Uh-huh. What
3: letters?
4: (laughs) Martin and I have had threatening letters. Threatening? How? Oh, the usual thing. I'll get even for what you did to me. You'll know I got even while you're dying. Even? (laughs) For what? Who knows? You got one too, Martin? Oh, yes, sure. Exactly the same. Typewritten. No return address, of course. That's
2: funny. (laughs) Oh, well, some crank, I guess. Why don't you just forget about it? That's just what we were saying. Ah, music.
4: Well, wife, We'll dance with husband?
2: Don't mind if
1: I do. See you later, people. Diane? No. No, thanks. Not now.
4: Say, look, will you excuse me, youngsters? I promised myself I'd be home and in bed early tonight.
1: Oh, yes, of course, Martin. Well,
4: it's very early for you, isn't it? What will the club do without you? Oh, it'll run itself one night anyway. Good night, Diane. Jimmy.
1: Good night, Martin.
4: Yeah. Good night. Jimmy?
2: Yes, darling?
1: Did you... Did you write those letters? What
2: in the world gave you that idea? Jimmy, did you? Why, don't be foolish, sweetheart. if I wanted to do anything about getting even with those guys, would I write a letter about it
3: first?
1: You're home early, Mr. Prendergast.
4: Yes, I am, Mrs. Krakauer, and I'm going right up to bed. Yes, sir.
1: I'll go to my room, too, sir. I have a small headache. Taking anything? No, sir. I thought maybe an aspirin just before I get into bed.
4: Oh, we'll, we'll do better than that. Uh, there's that package that came for me this morning, that headache powder sample. You know where it is, Mrs. K I
1: I put it in your medicine chest, sir, wrapped just the way it came.
4: Well, fine. You just trot on upstairs, and I'll fix your dose. I hear that's pretty wonderful stuff. It's been nationally advertised. Have your writer's rain in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Krakauer? Is
3: that you? Where are my slippers?
4: Master, where's the light? She never can find anything in a hurry. Yeah, that's better. Here they are.
3: Mr. Rindicast. Mrs. Krakow, what's the matter? my feet. My feet. Well, hey, Mrs.
4: Gordon, C- what, what in the name my of heaven Pete. is the matter?
3: It's so bad. I can't stand it. <coughs> Something's stabbing my stomach. My Some stomach. stomach. Um, doctor, please. Yes. Doctor? Yes, sure, of course. Doctor Rudolph? Yes, Rudolph. This is Martin
4: Prendergast. Can you come over here right away? <clears throat>
3: at two in the morning.
4: Is it serious? Well, it seems to be. It's my housekeeper. It's quite sudden. She uh, She's in terrible pain and complains of itching feet. I don't understand. Oh, uh... I'll be right over. Try to give in a medic at once. I'll be there as quickly as I can. <laughs>
3: doctor? she
4: better? we yeah, I've done everything possible for guess. Well, then she is
3: better.
4: She's dead. Why? I can't believe it. Well, you'll have to. It's a fact. A terrible news, death. Well, I'll, uh, I'll have to notify her family. There's, uh, a brother, I think, uh, You'll uh, tender the details for me, doctor, will you please? Details? Well, I mean like the death certificate. There won't be a death certificate. Not tonight, Mister. What? Why not? Because I won't sign it. Your first call isn't to her family,
3: Prendergast. It's
4: to the police. Your housekeeper had all the symptoms of poisoning by strychnine.
0: In just a moment, Kleiner Maté will continue with For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. We continue with Time Does Not Pay, starring John Beale as Jimmy Lodge in For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. <laughs> Martin Prendergast obeyed Dr. Rudolph automatically. He called the police and then Mrs. Cracker's brother. Within minutes, two patrolmen from the radio car were in the house, and shortly thereafter, the homicide detail arrived, Lieutenant Hank Rollins in charge. But the routine matters were taken care of, and then the lieutenant turned his attention to Mr. Prendergast.
4: Well, then, Mr. Prendergast, do you have any reason why your housekeeper should want to commit suicide? No, none at all, lieutenant. Did you have any such intention? Of course not. Then why, sir, was there a little quantity of strychnine in this house in such a peculiar place? What? We haven't had the contents of the bottle analyzed yet, but the doctor was positive. Says the strychnine was in a bottle of a headache preparation he found on the next bed. Why, then... Then I gave it to her myself. Mr. Prendergast, are you confessing to a murder? Or... No, no, I'm not, but I gave her that bottle for my medicine just well, Where did you get it? Well, it came in the mail. Like so many of us do, it just it, t- you, you know... Ever opened before? No, not even unwrapped. The paper must be still in the wastebasket. I opened it for her last night. Is addressed to whom? Why, uh, to me, of course. Mr. Prendergast, if anybody who wants to kill you... Oh, naturally not. Everybody's always so certain about that. Never even had a threatening letter from anyone? Well, now that you remind me, yes. I did, just hmm? a few days ago. Uh, something about uh, getting even. Do you have that letter? And the wrappings from the package the bottle came in? Well, the letter's here in my desk. The wrappings they are... Yeah, are... I got them. away, as you said. Hmm, Interesting. Post office box return address. They all have that usually. Yes, I know. And here's the letter. Uh, Well, Lieutenant? This is interesting. Notice the similarity in the typing on the label and the letter. Mr. Prendergast, you're certain that none of your close associates harbors a grudge of any kind? Oh, that idea's ridiculous. Perhaps, perhaps not. Look, uh, I have a lot of detail in this case today, reports, autopsy, all that, but I'll appreciate it if you'll invite me to your club tonight as a guest, Uh, without mentioning that I happen to be part of the homicide detail. You do that for me, Mr. Prendergast? Diane, this is Hank Rollins, a friend of mine from out of town. Hank? Diane Lawson. How do you do, Mr. Rollins? How do you do? And, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Lodge, Hank Rollins. Lodge? I do know you, Mr. Rollins.
1: You look tired, Martin.
4: Well, I am. I wouldn't have come here if it weren't for Hank.
2: Well, you took off early enough last night. Yes. That's why, I
4: guess. Uh, Mrs. Krakauer, my housekeeper, died at four this morning. What? Oh, no.
1: She was such a nice person.
4: A call for Mr. Rollins, sir. I took the liberty of bringing the telephone. Yes, that's right. Uh, Plug it right in, Ricardo. Thank you, sir. The call for Mr. Rollins on here,
3: please. Here you are, sir. Thank you. This is Rollins. I see. Yeah, yeah,
4: I understand. Doctor thought I should be called, huh? Very well, we'll be right over. I think we'd better go, Prendergast. Go where? Your friend David Maxwell... He's dead, poisoned, strychnine. Let's go over there, shall we?
3: But why? Why my David, Lieutenant?
4: That's one of the things we've (laughs) got to find out, Mrs. Maxwell, just one of the things. And strychnine and cyanide at least is merciful. This conversation isn't helping Anne any, I'm sure. Oh, if it'll help catch the devil who killed David. We'll get him, Mrs. Maxwell. Now, if you feel up to answering a few questions... Anything. You say your husband took some headache powder? Yes. What?
1: It came in the mail yesterday morning. In the mail? Well, why did... Martin, you didn't get some, too.
4: He did, Mrs. Maxwell. Tell me, did you get a threatening letter also? Well,
1: Yes, you'll find it I over there. I have
4: it here. And the wrapping from the bottle. Well, that's just like mine. Yeah. Yes, isn't it? Same post office box. Even the same typing. Notice the open part of the E clogged with dirt. The I is out of line. The A has no top. Yeah. Well, one thing is clear. The same person tried to get you both. He missed you, Mr. Prendergast. I'd be careful if I were you from now on until we catch this murderer. <laughs>
1: Yes. Here we are.
2: And that's the first word you've said all the way home.
1: Jimmy. Dave Maxwell. Mrs. Krakow. It's too awful. Oh,
2: things like this happen all the time. Ever read the tabloids, darling? But
1: not to us.
2: Us? How do we fit in?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
2: Oh, look, sweetheart. Can't you forget about it long enough to kiss me goodnight?
1: I'll try. Good. No, no, don't touch me.
2: Oh, for the love of peace.
1: Jimmy, I've got to say it. You know more about these deaths than you're saying.
2: You've gone completely nuts.
1: You wrote the letters. I know you did.
2: What? Oh, you're upset, Diane. You're talking yourself into something.
1: No. The way you talked the other night, the same words. Get even. You stop it. I can't, I
3: can't.
2: Are you hysterical? Do I have to slap you?
1: No, don't you touch me. I think I loathe you. I'm going in the house. Don't get out of the car. Don't,
2: Jimmy, don't. Diane, why do you talk like this to me?
1: Because... Because not once since I started talking have you denied you did it.
3: Goodbye, Jimmy, goodbye.
4: You're making a grave charge, Miss Lawson. I know, I know. Well, have you any evidence...
1: Only what I told you.
4: Conversation in an automobile when you both have had a few drinks. That's not a it wasn't Any smart lawyer would destroy but... a cross examination.
1: I know, I know. But I know Jimmy did it. Maybe he's pretended. He knows I know. Maybe. Maybe I'm the next.
4: But this is incredible, Lieutenant. Absolutely incredible. Murder is an incredible crime. Well, what could Jimmy Lodge have had against David and me? I won't believe it. Not Jimmy. Why, he's always been the life of the party. Oh, once in a while we used to kid him, yeah. but... Well, all I can say is we're getting closer. We have the mailing list of the firm that manufactures the headache powder. I had a request for samples from a post office box in this city. The same number that was on yours and Mr. Maxwell's packages. And, uh, the name... Jack Lyons. Jack Lyons. Jimmy Lodge. J.L. Exactly, Mr. Prendergast. That's one of the mistakes an amateur almost always makes. The same initials for his own name and his alias. Now, I know you see a lot of people every day, Mr. Andrews, but uh, this Lyons who rented a box from you, you think you'd know him again? Yes, sir. I think I would. Yeah? why? Well, he... He spoiled three application blanks, Lieutenant. <laughs> he made that and came to the space to be filled in for purpose. <laughs> I still don't believe it, Lieutenant. Well, Mr. Andrews here will make it definite. So far, we've linked up the poison with the post office box. Shortly, I think we'll link the box to our man. I'm positive his typewriter will be the one the notes were written on, and we'll probably find his prints among those on the notes and the bottles. Not nervous, are you, Andrew? No, sir. Jim, an awful lot of people here. Saturday night's our big night. Lieutenant, Hmm? may I see you a moment? Yes, yes, of course, Miss Lawson. Uh, Pardon us, gentlemen. Certainly, Lieutenant. He's here.
1: I saw him come in the side entrance. I asked Gus to play his favorite song. He'll get up to sing it, I'm sure.
4: Oh, thank you. You're a smart woman, Andrews knows nothing about his singing, and if Andrews recognizes it, him...
3: there it is—the song. I mean, all right, let's stand here with Andrews. It is difficult, Mr. Prent, I
4: guess. looking for someone in a crowd like this. Watson. It'll make your identification all the better. Exactly, Andrews. a <laughs> broken <laughs> A vocalist too, eh? Real nice affairs you run, Mr. Prendergast. Well, Andrews, that's him. That's him singing. I'd know him again any place. That's the fella calls himself Jack Lyon. All right. Stay here, all of you. I'll get him. No, no. I'm coming too. Diane, come back here. No, I beg Watch pardon.
3: pardon me. I beg your
4: pardon. Archie, please All right, just hold Just be quiet. All right, Archie. Excuse me, Lodge. Oh. Oh, it's you. And with my girl. Oh,
1: Jimmy, Jimmy.
4: Sorry, Lodge. I'm Rollins, homicide. Please come quietly. Oh, so she spilled what she thought she knew, did she? Now, don't make a scene, Lodge. Jimmy, don't. Oh, you don't take me. I got even with Maxwell.
2: I'll get all of you. Don't
4: try it, Lodge. Ah, oh, you can't shoot in a crowd like this. You can't A window behind the orchestra. The window. It's all right, Miss Larson. i am in a hoople around the house. He won't get very far. You can depend on that. Mm.
0: Time does not pay. (laughs) John Beale, who was starred as Jimmy Lodge in For He's a Jolly Good Fellow, will be back with you in just a moment.
2: here in person is John Beale. Jimmy Lodge might have uh, gotten away with it, as the saying goes, even after Diane went to Lieutenant Rollins, if he hadn't left a trail behind him, a trail of similarities in the two deaths and in the way the poison was introduced into the households of the victims. But the fact is that no matter how clever a criminal may be, one way or another, justice is always served. And inevitably the perpetrator of a crime, learns the cardinal lesson that crime does not pay.
0: Thank you, John Beale. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marx B. Loeb with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. (laughs)